You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 9, episode 24. And tonight, there's just two of us, it's the two Johns. How you doing, John? Yeah, good, John. How are you, John? I'm good, John. Yep. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to get pleasantries out of the way. Yeah. Got a bit to talk about. Aye. Shame yeah. Chris, Chris and annual leave, by the way. Um, he's taking his time off before Christmas. Yeah. I think he's helping Santa. Aye. Maybe one of the elves or something. <laughs> well, it's Christmas season, so we might as well get the bad joke out of the way. Oh, oh. And that's the best joke you'll hear all night. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where you wanted to start. You had an announcement to make in terms of a charity game with up north. All right, I was going to um, save it for later on, um, but no, I'll bring it up just now because um, yeah, Kenneth Panmuir, who obviously managed by Phil McGuire, and they do a lot of stuff for back inside. Um, so. I was speaking to Phil after their win at the weekend. They won pretty comprehensively, 5-0 against Scone Thistle to remain top of the table. Um, but they also announced that they have arranged a back-on-side game between its advertisers Aberdeen and Tayside Legends um, versus a back-on-side 11. And it's taking place at Lang Park, Kernusty. That's their ground, obviously, on Sunday, 17th of May, 2020. Kick-off at 1.30. Um and they're also doing a meet the players afterwards at a local hotel, Woodlands Hotel. Um, and if you want to go along to that, it's adults £5, concessions under 16, 65 and over £3. So, yes, yeah, and they've, I've seen they've all um, announced that the the manager for back on side 11 is Willie Henderson, former Rangers man. Right, OK. So, yeah, that's, that's good that they've got some of the... That name to, um, you know, act as manager for the day. So, that, uh, good on them um, back and say, I hope that raises a good amount of money for the charity. That's also two months after oh, our game. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll come out to our game a wee bit more just to cover the Kernusty, um because us, they obviously have some of the films or games, and uh, I thought the the fifth goal is from Pat Martin. Um, is a standout contender for pick out this week. Um, a cracking thirty yarder. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll, we'll obviously maybe talk about it a little bit. I don't know if you've seen it. I tweeted it from the SFF account at the weekend. So it's an absolute peach. Um, aye, I had a tear get shared. Aye. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a belter. Aye, thirty yard strike. So mm-hmm. in the top, posted stamp. Yes. Can't about beat these goals. Exactly, and it doesn't matter. So yeah, doesn't matter what level it's at, whether it's um, Lang Park or, or Wembley. It's still an f- absolute piece of a strike. Um, so, I've... oh, I definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to score something like that Broadwood in the 29th, but <laughs> I'll be happy just to go <laughs> on the pitch. <laughs> I've had my moment of glory. Well, you never know after penalty last year. No, no. <laughs> um, we'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, I hope Phil doesn't mind me saying that. Subject to um, obviously things can change this time but Phil's going to be playing in our game as well um, and obviously the Phil Maguire's what why I keep a tabs on how Kernusty are doing um, but they can't, um, the guy that was doing the Kernusty accounts um, says he's going to try and get Jamie Winter who's a back on side ambassador to come on so we'll wait and see what happens that'd be good if we get him on as well. oh, it's a, like, it's a case, I suppose for like players that are Playing currently in terms of trying to get him involved in a game during the season, even if it's for charity, because obviously if we get mm-hmm. something like that, then yeah. it wouldn't be too good. But I fingers crossed. Yeah, I don't think Jay, I don't think Jay would be able to have Jamie to play because um, one, he's under thirty, he's under thirty-five, and two, he's still playing at a level. Um, Aye, but, but certainly come on, talk about why um, you know he's an ambassador and what back and side means to him. You know, would be would be really good. So, Aye, definitely, hopefully, hopefully, but no. That's my shout to Kernusty over, and um, yeah, we can move on. That was an 
interested again last Friday, no Friday night game again in the Championship. Yeah, I don't know what's up um, if the BBC are just taking a, a wee break just now. Um, maybe they're saving their fixtures for late in the season because I think they have 19 throughout the season, I'm pretty sure. So maybe uh, they're having a wee, a wee break. Yeah, maybe they'll cover again from um, you know January, February onwards. Um, but Aye. So I don't know if I was like, oh, I watch you better. So watch the game, the championship game. No one. And I bet BT Sport to see what other games are on. Bloody no football and play. Hate to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, a Friday night game in the Premiership this week. It's uh, Hibs Rangers. Um, but there's ah, yeah, it's worth thinking the championship though, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think BBC have any plans. I mean, hopefully they'll have something on during the winter break, yeah, and when the Premiership actions um, off, they'll maybe cover a game or two. <clears throat> I don't know if they're, excuse me, um, I don't know if they're wary in case there's a call off because obviously this is the time of year where the bad weather can hit and pitches get frozen or waterlogged, and they just want to, um, you know, cover cover their backside and wait till later on in the season when they're more likely to have a game on Cause, but yeah we just need to wait it's possible because what um, Saturday the only game that was called off I think was in the championship the Morton game mm-hmm. yeah I hope they the games get played so I yeah that's a shame for Morton because they tend to do better at home um, and Queen is about hit and miss so it would be a chance for Morton to cut up the table um, but yeah, it's just that time of year where some games going to get called off, and obviously BBC might be aware of that. Um, one thing I will say about BBC's coverage, uh, instead, I mean, I don't think their coverage championships brilliant, um, but sports scene. I, I was catching up before um, I came on, and I, I was skipping the parts where um, the analysis was on. Every game they have five minutes of football, and every analysis is about seven or eight minutes. Can we not just have more football and less talking? No, what what is it? The song goes um, a little less um, conversation, a little more action. Ah, uh, must be something to do with the contract. They don't allow to maybe show five minutes or something like that. I don't know. Aye. It's a weird one. Yeah. Um, but I championship. We may as well since we could have touched on the championship there. We may as well kind of run through that first, maybe. Um, hmm. Dundee United, another good one for a bit of growth. Uh, they are starting to. Well. They're 13 points clear now of Inverness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Inverness get beat by Partick in the Battle of the Thistles. Um, but, yeah, Dundee is just looking pretty much nailed on. 13 points clear, and they've got a plus 20 of a goal difference ahead of Cali Thistle as well. Um, it's, it's They're starting to really pull away. Five wins in a row as well. Um, I think you'd be a fool to be betting against Dundee United winning that league. I think they will be finally come back up after four seasons out. Uh, and the side I was they had a good result as well maybe the game of the weekend mm-hmm. um, in terms of goals anyway they won 4-3 at home to Dunfermline so good result for them yeah. um, and then you had Ayr beating Alloy obviously with a bit, wee bit indifferent since Mark Kerr took over but um, mm-hmm. good win for them and obviously in the hunt for the playoffs um, in third place so mm-hmm. Yeah, it's certainly um, a much needed one for them. I mean, yeah, you can say it's only Al at home, but they still had to go and win the game because um, had they lost that, you'd had three teams tied in 25 points. Um, it's a big one for Dundee pulling themselves closer to um, Dunfermline going level when they could have went uh, six behind. Um, so, yeah, a big one for James McPake, who um, wasn't an overly popular appointment at Dundee. Um, but he'll need to get them at the very least into playoffs, I think. Um, yeah, I think that'll be a minimum expectation, definitely. But mm-hmm. um, you look at that as well. I brought it only what three points outside the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have said that at the start of the season. Um, our brought are actually closer to the um, Premiership playoffs than they are to the Championship playoffs. It's remarkable. Yep. <laughs> um, well, it's good to see there. Um, League One, we get the announcement that Lee Miller and David McCracken have been given the Falkirk job on a permanent basis now, so well done to them. They're trying the, the Ross County route with the, the dual managers, mm-hmm. or yeah. co-managers, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. I mean, but I think they need to 
um, get to January, have a, a look at the squad and get rid of some of the guys who've been wasting um, their talents there because too many draws. And that was another one that we can yeah, straight throw over just the top of the battle, but this was a chance for them to you know, go one point behind, but instead they're still four. Um but yeah. It's a bit, it's an interesting one um, going down that route because there's a lot of experienced managers out there um still looking for work and they got the job. Um but a manager that's doing well in that league, um Again, is Stuart Petrie and Montrose. I mean, they're actually now fifth in the league, having been six, seven weeks ago, bottom of the table. It's remarkable. The I've always supported off the top. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I think he's been linked with jobs. It was not linked with. Was he linked with a Falkirk job, wasn't he? Or did we link, try to link him? Somebody linked him, I'm sure. Like that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we linked him. Um, we linked the man from Lynx Park um, to another job. But... I, th- I think if he keeps going, I think if he keeps going on um, the way he has been, um, when Montrose, I mean, he, they were a team that nearly went out the the league altogether, and he took he took them up, um, and then took them into the playoffs last season, and they're in the hunt for the playoffs again this year, and you wouldn't rule against that. I think if he keeps um, progressing that way, a team that on the face of it probably has the lowest budget in the league, um, it won't be too long before another club. Snaps him up. Yeah. Um, the other end of the table, Stranor are struggling there. Yeah. Lost at home to East Fife 2 0. And they're five points uh, behind fourth or so. Trouble yeah. times for Stranor just now. Yeah. They were my tip for relegation. Um, so. It's not Aye, I've got a feeling a few of us maybe tipped them for relegation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still take the top of League 2. Both Cove and Edinburgh win, so two points in it. Um, but Cowden Beath lost um, to Breakin, who have now won two in a row after Mark Wilson going so long without a win. They've now won two in the span. Aye, it makes it tight at the bottom. Like you've got Breakin on thirteen, Albion over fifteen points, Stead of sixteen, Stowe Albion seventeen, Queens Park nineteen. So I always and then Elgin in nineteen. So yeah, six points between the bottom six. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. It's difficult to predict who's going to finish bottom at, at this rate. I think I'd count Beath, but they're obviously in the playoff playoffs at the moment. But their recent forms have yeah. been great. Um, three defeats in the last five, I, I read. Um, but yeah, we're we're only sixteen games into a thirty-six game season, so who knows what can happen that late. But what is set, um, certain at the moment is that Cove and Edinburgh likely battle out at the top between now and the end of the season. And they're not going to get dragged into a relegation battle. Aye, you've aye, you would think so. Um, and then we've not really maybe touched on the the league or the Highland league for a while, but Kelty Hearts are top of the Lowland league. Um, they're two points clear. Bonnie the Grows. So, yes. Pretty tight there, I think. Potentially, I would say it probably as between the top two, uh, Eastern and third, but they've got played a couple of games extra under five points behind. Kelty, so yeah, I've got a feeling about between Kelty and Bonnie, and I would probably um, go with Kelty Hearts finishing top. Yeah, they don't concede many goals. They've only conceded five goals in fifteen games, wow. uh, which is a phenomenal record. Um, and then they've scored certain goals. <laughs> yeah, well, there was. Show you how good did when they beat them three 0 Yeah, without a doubt. Um, it- it really does show that and it also shows that they were always going to be when they attract someone like Barry Ferguson they were always going to um, spend a little bit more uh, well in Lowland League terms obviously um, we're not saying that they're throwing a bit of money like Confetti but they were always going to put a bit more pay a wee bit more to get players in to do the job for them and it's certainly working for them it'll be interesting to see if they stay ace stay top of the Lowland League which isn't going to be easy but then if they can get through the playoffs, so but we'll yeah. know that in about six months. The only thing I noticed in Highland League at the weekend, um, I see here that Fort Williams match was postponed, and I also saw that the Deers were back, so I think they've got a um, a deer problem. So is it too many have got in the park and <laughs> urinated? <laughs> Who knows? It's because of what love pitch. Well, <laughs> there was a probably a lot deer in the juniors as well. A deer got trapped in the nets or something like that, but it got rescued. Oh, that's good. Um, so I've seen that. So, 
Yeah, uh, Highland League brought a Rangers but top. Yes, that's points clear of Inveruri Inver- local works. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's yeah. the situation with the Highland League. Yeah, I thought Brora was going to be likely to be up there um, once uh, Covid out of the league. So, it's like one Rangers moved on, another Rangers is excelling. Yeah, Fraser but I know have only lost one game in the league this year, so they're 36 points in third place. Um, they've got a game at hand, so they didn't hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even saved Otis as well on 35 points, so there's a few teams in there. Wish it was there but it depends again, I suppose, how keen some of these teams are to progress. Because remember, I had a situation a few seasons back whereby there's not a Rangers, but in the playoffs, and they, were, they weren't too keen. In. Was that the. They uh, weren't you know, saying that they were. So I thought they were the ones that lost to Montrose, but it was actually um, Cove that lost to Montrose that year. I got two of them mixed up. Which I'm pretty sure it was not a season brother Rangers getting the playoffs, and they weren't that keen. They were basically saying, "Oh, we want to walk up to progress." Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was them. Could um, well be. Enough. I... It's not something I've really checked out to be perfectly honest, but um, yeah, I'm sure they're more likely to be equipped now. Yeah. So, Premiership. What was that? We had the four games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Get the Aberdeen game out the road. There wasn't really too much, I would say, to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I'm again in good form. Yes. He's always an asset with him on the pitch, and you always think he can, he's the one that can create something. Um, yeah. That was kind of good. Funds, oh, you'll be back, but then get subbed at half time. You don't know whether that was precautionary or whether that was the intention. It was going to play 45 minutes. Uh, or because it was that the point they were talking. Aye. Um, it could have been that. I think it's maybe more, maybe easing them back in fitness wise. And then Greg Lee went off at half time as well. don't know if that was a tactical thing or. Wouldn't have thought so because that was a straight swap with Considine, so um, yeah, that's more likely to be injured. But yeah, talk about Hopefully McGinn. Then. Yeah, McGinn looked um, by far the best player in the park. Yeah, it was his 300th appearance, so he was also up for it. Should have scored in the first half, but then yeah. love the ball for Cosgrove. Um, and for what I saw the highlights, it was all one way. Um, it was all one way traffic, and there's no question we deserve to win. Possibly should have won one more, but for a combination of poor finish and the Hamilton keeper playing very well um, but Hamilton offered nothing mm-hmm. in this game um, Aye James Wilson was a positive he's getting a few games now yeah. that's starting to look like a he's getting a bit of fitness and settling into the team so see what happens because sometimes with the Aberdeen team it's a bit of a, a lorry as to who you're going to see in the lineup. so that's the last three I think he started maybe even the last four um, it's the last three at least anyway um, but yeah we've always thought that Wilson was a bit of a um, had, there was a player in there I mean he obviously has that pedigree but problems have been injuries and then when he was first in the Aberdeen team he didn't really show up um, so that showed a wee bit towards the end of last season and then when he comes in you think he's going to be some kind of talisman again it's not happened due to injuries etc um, so let's hope that now he's got a chance he's starting to take it um, I think we seem to be using him wide right which kind of suits him because it means he can come in his left foot but I'd still prefer him yeah. to see alongside Cosgrove and see how that forms up but um, but then or him and Hedges can interchange um, at times and yeah, we'll see see how it, how it goes. I mean, whether he'll play at the weekends or not, I think so. Also, we've got a slightly tough game, and thank goodness Chris isn't on when we talk about it. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I don't know. Let's hope he wants to take a break next week as well, because maybe we beat them. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if Dean Campbell signing a new deal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's a boy that's also grown up supporting the club, so it's good to get him tied in. The next thing he needs to do now is just break in and be a first team I think McInnes rightly or wrongly has been a bit cautious with him because um, he has shown at times when he's coming like the cup game against Rangers last season at Ibrox um, he came in along St Ferguson he was outstanding that night um, but there's been other times it's maybe been a bit too much relying on him and Ferguson because you've got to remember they've got a combined age that's um, less than 
that's younger than you and me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, aye. which just makes us feel that little bit old. Um, but oh, I definitely. I, he's played some teen times this season, which is pretty decent so far. Yeah, yeah, mainly subs. Um, but um, but any yeah. time he started, he's looked good. I mean, he's had the odd, odd game where he's not been great, and McKess is maybe protecting by saying, right, out you come for a wee bit. But I think he will break in the team eventually. Um, when that will be, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's good to see him sign that new deal, and good for us to go in, back into third place. Aye, it seems like a weird one. I was talking to someone about work about it today. They had a couple of life, and we were kind of chatting away. Obviously, they've been a bit of bad form. And it's like almost like we're in third place almost by fluke. Not real fluke, but just by not even maybe playing particularly well. It's kind of a bit of a surprise. You're kind of like, oh, aye, we're third. I think maybe because there was so much criticism and negativity. Early on in the season, um, yeah, and I think you're always probably one game away from, but uh, the negativity creeping back. So I uh, will see what happens. Uh, but guy Kelly, but pretty poor form recently. Got one one in seven, I think. Um, yeah, they, they are really struggling for goals just now. Come on, they've scored seventeen goals in eighteen games. That's pretty poor. Um, it's just not happening for them at all. And for what I saw in the highlights, Ross County were by far the better team and deserved the win. It was a former commander player that scored the winner. Um, good follow-up by Erwin after his own shot hit the bar. Um, and Definitely. I think if commander could got a point, it would have been a bit of robbery. But uh, a much-needed win for Ross County because their form wasn't particularly great recently. Um, so that just lifts them a wee bit clearer of the bottom four. Yeah, but that's how got back to back wins. I think before that they'd gone nine games without winning. Um, yeah, so either doing alright, I think. Ross County. Um, looking yeah. pretty good. I think by all accounts they deserve to win that game as well on Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe kind of created maybe a couple more chances maybe, but nothing nothing great. No. Uh, but, that, no. but talk about struggling. You'd think I a striker will be. What's that? No, and you go to your top of strikers. You'd think a striker will be a priority for Kamara. Because obviously defensively, they're, they're still pretty solid at the back. Hardly um, yeah. a striker. I think Brophy... Brophy's all right, but mm-hmm. I don't see him as an out-and-out goal scorer. No. He's more like a link-up. Yeah, and I think Brophy's at his best when he's got someone decent alongside him. Like they had Greg Stewart last season, um, who... There was a good foil for him and the two of them were outstanding the first half of last season. Um, and obviously since Stuart left initially to go to us and then to Rangers, Brophy's just struggled. Um, no, he went a long period of last, uh, the end of last season without scoring and again this season it's just not been happening for him. Um, he's got some good attributes but he's obviously not got the consistency. Um, but And so I think I'm only someone like a Stuart to come in and, and help him out. They certainly need someone to come in and take the, the weight off him because he can't do it all. So if they can't rely on uh, 35-year-old Chris Burke, who probably is still the most creative player now, but you know, you can't expect Burke to do it all on his own. No, definitely not. He's gonna, I think as well, Burke needs rested at times. He's going to play yeah. maybe twice a week and play all the time. Um, but I come on, I mean, our top goals, I know if he's our top goals on three goals. <laughs> At this stage of the season, which is pretty poor. Yeah. Yeah. I think, to be fair, most teams in the league are looking for that strike. I mean, we're obviously fortunate we've got Cosgrove, uh, Celtic, I've got Edward Rangers, I've got um, Morelos. But I think every other team in the league, I mean, I suppose Ross can have um, the boy Stewart in a way, but I think most other teams in the league could do with that, um, that extra striker that will come in and bang in a few goals, but there's very few of them um, about just now. They're not well, they're not easy to get out of the market that Scottish teams are in. Um, I mean, obviously, Dodge came in for the Hibs, started off he was struggling with a season now in seven goals, but prior to that, he was really struggling. Um, I think you were going to come on to mentioning Hearts, I think. Yeah. I mean, they are struggling big time. At, at what point did the media accept that Hearts are in a relegation battle? They're sick. They're joint, joint ball. I don't follow. Aye. They're joint bottom on 12 points. They're only three three goals clear at Hamilton. So if Celtic were to beat them 4-0 on Wednesday night, then you're talking hearts going bottom of the table. Um, it's too easy to say 
they've got they've got decent enough players there. They should be to um, they should be okay. Right now they're not. They're not playing well as a team. They've only won three games in all competitions at Tyne Castle in this calendar year, and two of them are Scottish Cup ties against Livingston and Auckland Lake Talbot. Um, so they've got big problems. The managers obviously the managers come in. He needs a bit of time. Um, he will need to wheel and deal to try and get um, the rubbish out and see what he can bring in, but. You, know, yeah. you can't say you cannot say right now that Hearts are not relegation contenders. After seventeen games, you've got to consider them relegation um, contenders. Oh, I definitely. Should. And they play Hamilton at the weekend, and our uh, proverbial six pointer. Mm-hmm. And that's two games Hearts have lost to St Johnson as well. Aye. Yeah, I know it's kind of some of the changes that. Uh, Stendhal made Slaval came back in goal and had a bit of a horror show early on with one that hit off the line or yeah. not far off the line. Still not convinced with Slaval, but Pereira looks no. awful. Uh, how he's on the books at Man U, you never know. Yeah. Um, well, well we, we know that Man U have had some rubbish in the years. I mean, they gave us Alec Notman one year and he was pretty poor, so yeah, there's um, every yeah. big club has um, diddies in them, so to speak. But yeah, Hearts have had goalkeeping problems for quite a bit um, some else hopeless in my opinion but it doesn't say much for Pereira but I don't know what's happened to Doyle I don't know like, again probably never over, he's never maybe overly convinced uh, mm-hmm. for him as well um, but defensively Hearts poor I mean you've got the Slobal makes a really good save from Henry that gets the corner and then the set piece I mean, Henry's not even challenged really for that the goal Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's the, the problem with Hearts will be as well if they're down the bottom. They're not used to being there. Uh, sometimes the likes are like Hamilton being down there. Folk will say, "Oh, like Hamilton are down there." They always find a way, find a way out. That's because they are used to how to grind out results and stuff like that. At the moment, Hearts can't do that. So it gets to a point where by Hearts are like, "Well, we, we don't know how to deal with this." And as you say, yeah, we're like some battle. I'd imagine you don't imagine in January there's going to be a fair amount of changes. Um, but we're talking as well about how um, Stendhal was looking at bringing back Cochrane and is it McDonald? Yeah. By all accounts, Cochrane's not been doing particularly well with him. Fair, I think he got actually subbed at half time at the weekend. So if they're pinning their hopes in that, then that might not be. Uh, they might not have much hope there. So who knows what will happen in January? Because you look at a lot of these clubs will be in the market for the same types of players. If they have the players available from down south on loan, whatever, there'll be a few clubs playing for them. Mm-hmm. They're Hearts will be able to maybe decide them because of the financial side of things. But yeah, I think I'll, I'll worry anything from a Hearts perspective as well. If rumours are true um, that Anne Budge hasn't ruled out keeping Craig Levine on in another capacity, can they not just get rid of him? Maybe a bit better. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only use of Peter Hearts <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. but I know. Um, good result for Tommy Knight because Tommy Knight's wondered about a criticism of the season, which I think yeah. is almost undeserved. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, the, he's got the criticism because Johnson's results haven't been good enough, and um, well, they haven't been um, for large parts of the season. But no, that was a big one at the weekend. Um, lifts them off the bottom, um, and. Yeah, they'll just be home for a big kick from here. Because um, that's another one that people have said uh, they've got good enough players that they shouldn't be down there. Well, they are, and they are, they are, they're down there because they haven't been playing, but their results haven't been good enough. Um, but, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we spoke last week, they've got two games in hand, but the two games in hand are against Celtic and Rangers, so and they get out, that's a bonus. It's, but I think the next few games, one of my mates who, um, in work, who's a St. Johnson fan, says they've got a decent run of fixtures coming up against teams around them, starting with St Mern, um at home on Saturday and they've got to look at that and think, well, if we can get three points here that's, that's us a little bit further up the league and they've got an opportunity to go on a decent run. Aye, well St George are certainly a team that know how to grind out results and when they did it their best it's when they've been physical winning the physical contest and then you're always in a, a tough game against St George when they're like that, so I think St George will be alright. Yeah. Um, I think they've got enough about them that they'll be okay. Yeah, well, Livingston were my tip to go down. Um, I think I had Hamilton in the playoffs this year, um, but Livingston should have won on Saturday. Three went up at St Mern and then 
credit to St Mirren they managed to dig out a draw it looked it was certainly the most entertaining game of the weekend in terms of goals at times it looked scrappy but that's just the type of game you're going to get down there but for entertainment it's, it's brilliant Aye, but defending both sides was pretty awful. Yeah, it was, to be fair. I mean, you've got the, the free kick. No one picks up Guthrie at all for that. You've got the moment, I think Suda's first goal, where, is it Lamy and Wallace? are both like, oh no, after you, you get it. You deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then Obika steps in and then says up my day. Um, aye, just, kinda, just a, a lot of bad defending. But maybe give credit to the attackers. Um, Obika obviously scored a double set whenever. I think that was a start when sports either. it was the first time he'd scored a double for about four years or something like that mm-hmm. um, but definitely I would say that I submit I'll definitely more but he's made a point in the other than what though Gary Holt seemed to suggest that he, he wasn't overly bothered uh, when he <laughs> got interviewed it ended up being a draw I don't know if that was maybe just for the the media whereas secretly in the dressing room will be pretend a new arsehole some of them but uh, yeah, you'd think so. Um, but I, I suppose he's looking at it before the game. A point would have been a, a decent result for Livingston. Um, so maybe he's looking at it from that point of view, um, playing devil's advocate a bit. But I'd like to think that um, behind closed doors that he's really turning into the Livingston defence for throwing away those two points. Because they could have been, they could have been twenty-one points a point behind Hibs um, for the top six instead. Um, I mean, they're still seven points ahead of Hearts, to be fair, but still looking over their shoulder a wee bit. Um, but they're in a not bad position. And that was uh, the boy Suda from Lucas, and that's his first goal for Lucas as well in the league. Oh, really? Nice double, both good finishes. Yeah, good fin- finishes, um, aided by some poor defending, um, obviously, but. I mean, St Myrna have been perceived as a team that are, um, you know, one of the better defensive teams in the league. Um, and certainly with Vlad K, they've got a good goalkeeper, but he had a bit of a mare, but at least they could thank Abika for getting him out of the hole. Yeah, there's been a bit of spe- speculation about uh, the keeper as well in January that may be maybe a few clubs in for him, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. He's vital to them, I think. Yeah, definitely. Before we talk about the old firm and the league at the weekend um, we should really touch on the fact they were playing in Europe last week uh, Celtics was a bit of a dead rubber um, to be honest I didn't see the game but they lost 2-0 a lot of changes to the team um, they'd already won the group um, the only thing that damages a wee bit was the, the coefficient points um, we didn't get as many points as we'd like um, but the, the more important one because um, Rangers had more to play for they just needed a point to go through I watched the game. Um, they should have been out of sight in the first half. They went one up. Um, Barrelos took his goal pretty well after poor defending. But Rangers really should have been out of sight um, in that first half. And to be honest, at the end, it should have been more comfortable than what it ended up being. Um, the own goal came out of nothing. Um, and you were you were wondering if Rangers would rue that um, in, in the draw today because um, they had the potential of getting a Champions League dropout team as a result of that late goal because Porter won the group instead of them um, but I think the two of them did okay with their draw Celtic Copenhagen and Rangers Braga Oh aye they're definitely more favourable draws than what they could end up with so I both get a really good chance of going through but some of these Rangers they could have first half performance again I mean that's been a sign the last three games what the Everton game the Celtic game and that game they've come out of the traps firing first half and not killed off teams, which the data can I maybe start doing. Um, they were doing it early on in the season where they were thumping teams, but uh, things like that can certainly come back to cost. Obviously, the Celtic game it cost them the most in terms of losing the cup final. Uh, but Gerard maybe can I get an idea of his, fe- his best starting lineup? I think in the last three games it's been pretty much unchanged. Yeah, I think to be fair, that's um, been pretty much. His first choice team almost from day one this season. Um, I mean, there's been the odd tweak here and there, like if Morales is needing a rest or out injured, um, Defoe would come in. Um, you know, Aribo would sometimes get rested for Rojo and things like that. But that's it's it is mainly that's made mainly his first choice team since day one. Um, Aye, apart from the other one, Moore would be um, Davis would be in instead of Aribo. Yeah, maybe yeah. 
And then I suppose probably Hollander in for Cartage. Maybe a bit Cartage has been playing pretty well, so I think a lot of Rangers fans would actually prefer Cartage in the team. Mind you, I think a lot of Rangers fans would prefer Cartage and possibly Hollander as opposed to Goldson playing. Yeah, I've, I've read a few people saying that. Um, I mean, we've spoken about Cartage a lot. I mean, we thought he was unlucky we dropped for Joe Worrell last season. Um, this season, you could say the same for Hollander, but unlike Worrell, Hollander actually came in and did a job. Um I don't know. Did Hollander just get dropped after the cup fire was he injured? And that's how Katic just ended up uh, playing. I thought maybe he picked up an injury. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um but Katic just came in and he's defended pretty well. Um obviously got a goal at the weekend, I know that's a bonus for a defender. Um but yeah, he's he's come in and done his job and again he's posed the question to Stephen Gerrard, are you actually gonna drop me? So we can see um, how, how that pans out. But that was a good win for Rangers at the weekend going to Motherwell. Um, always a great tough game. Um, and at 1 0, a crucial moment in the game. I can't remember who headed the ball, but a terrific save by McGregor. The point where he just threw his body. Ah, uh, in the back was a mod, maybe? Yeah, that's who it was, yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a terrific save. Um, and if that goes in, it's 1 0. Motherwell get their tails up, you never know what happens. But then at the other end, Rangers go and make it 2-0, kill the game off. A nice wee finish by, by Morelos again. Um, but unfortunately for him, he gets himself a second booking. Um, by a little lot, is the right decision, um, unfortunately. But do you think he can feel a wee bit hard done by? Or do you think he should um, just learn and well, not react? I'm pretty sure we've... I've uh, I, I spoken about this before in the podcast. We are keeping the time from the supporters all through the match this a lot of sports are probably doing worse. Um I suppose maybe the get up gears maybe isn't the the best one to use. You can maybe make a finger across the lips or something like that. Yeah, or the cup of the years. Um, probably just because of the, I think probably because of the nature of the, the gesture that's why he's probably been set off. Um I, it's a daft one because it's going to cost him. I mean, he's obviously going to miss this game. Maybe. Yeah. We well, definitely misses Hibs game. Right. I don't know he if did. he's triggered any other suspension points, but he definitely misses Hibs game on Friday, and that's a that's a big one for him. Because Hibs, um, I know they were going to come into them um, losing the weekend, but they seem to have picked up under Jack Ross and you know be much harder than what they were under Paul Hickenbottom. Because obviously earlier in the season it was six one Ibrox, so I'd imagine Hibs will. Yeah be much harder to beat this Friday than they were um, at the start of August but so Morelos will be a it's big it's not bad you can bring in yeah. Aye, but you can bring in Defoe which is not bad yeah but what Price happens was, if something happens to Defoe but I will yeah Greg Stewart maybe yeah true yeah. don't know what they do but well Defoe's obviously not playing much football he's not like he's doing it yeah so until match with the end yeah yeah, but it is a good option to have, and they've got plenty of attacking options to feed them. Um, so I'm sure if Rangers are on it on and, and Friday night, they'll be okay. But it is a blow having Morelos out in the first place. Um, and then, so they went and talked for a matter of a couple of hours, and then Celtic got a pretty routine win over Hibs. Um, and Jeremy Frimpong getting the opener, and Edward getting the second. Pretty convincing Aye, for what I saw in the highlights. Aye, Frimpong just looks terrific, doesn't he? For that energy, yeah. and for a guy that's playing as a fullback and a wing back, he's got tricks galore as well. Good composure as well when he gets the ball for like the goal. Um, and under the energy, it looks looks the type of guy he's like to be playing football. Mm-hmm. I think it, it wouldn't matter whether it was if he was or not, he'd be down the park playing football or he'd been playing football with him. Yeah, that's what football is. Like, you know, that way they don't expect it. But like Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho always had a smile on his face when he was playing football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what Fred Burns likes. Happy, happy, happy. Good player. Celtic will make a good bit of money, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye, without a doubt. I mean, that's also been bought as a. Um, so he's been bought as an investment for the future. You know, they've bought him as he's really young, develop his game and. They can obviously see there's 
a potential. And I wouldn't be surprised, although Man City are obviously cash rich, um, I wouldn't be surprised if City have got a wee um, sell on incentive in there if Celtic were to make a profit out of him. Um, but I think there's no question he'll be um, at you know, another team in, a, in two or three years. But for now, Celtic fans should just enjoy him because he just looks um, a joy to watch going forward. Be interesting to see how he copes defensively. I mean, what I will say is that in that Old Firm Cup final, he was coping okay up until a point, obviously, just before he gets sent off. Um, but he was certainly... And I think that was just a natural well. reaction. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, the, any player can go that, up I think that. anyone would have done that, whether yeah. it's experience or not. So, um, mm-hmm. He's just been caught on the wrong side, and then he's obviously... Re- his reaction was to, you know, pull the guy down, which is a natural reaction. Um, but And it obviously might have paid off in a way, because obviously Morelos um, missed the penalty, but... He'll obviously learn from that, but he, he did show throughout the majority of that game that he he has got a good defensive side of him because he kept Kent quiet most of the game. Um, I Kent was forced inside a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to get the ball, which says a lot. I still think he's flattering to deceive Ryan Kent, especially in bigger games. Um, I mean, there's a lot of potential. Yeah, I don't in really there. see the fuss over him. Mm-hmm. I said it last season. I don't really see a big. I, he certainly got a bit of skill with that, but I don't think he was worth what they, they paid for him. Yeah, his stats don't back up. Um, you compare him against likes seven million. No, no, you know because I don't think he's got that many assists or goals. I mean, there, I've noted there's a talent in there, um, and I think he will get better as time goes on at Rangers. But he needs if Rangers are paying out seven million pound, he needs to do a lot more special when it comes to big games. That's just my opinion on him. Yeah, I mean, that's what they bought him for. Effectively, is the big games to make a difference, and he's not doing that just now. I know he was out of injury. Uh, as well, but he's been back for a fair bit now, so I don't think you can blame that. No. Uh, but the other thing for Celtic as well was Edward again. Um, scored. They probably could have had a, you know, maybe one or two at least. I think. I, think, I just think Edward makes football look easier at times. I don't ever think he's playing that kind of top gear in Scottish football. Um, you can always give him a bit more. I think. Are you talking about sorry? Um, I missed part of that. Edward. <laughs> Edward, yeah. Uh, Edward. Mm-hmm. I just think he makes the game look easy. Yeah, he does. He's he's such a he's such a talent. But in big games, he's when it real delivers. I think that's what stands him out from Morelos a bit at this stage in the debate. Edward and Morelos, which one would you rather have? Because Edward's been doing it in the bigger games. Morelos has to be certainly domestically aye. yeah yeah certainly all firm games that's certainly the case um, but Morelos to yeah. be fair has been stepping up in Europe um, big European games like Porto and um, Feyenoord he's certainly been delivering so there's no doubt there's a mass, mass improvement I think Morelos does need to get that um, monkey off his back with the old firm game and, uh, and find the back of the net but I think he's no, we spoke about it last week. I think he tried too hard, almost too hard in that game. He had that in the back of his mind, where maybe he needs to try and relax, but maybe that's when it'll happen. Just, I yeah. Don't know. I suppose one thing you can say for Manelis is he doesn't hide. No, no, definitely. Keep on going and trying to get the chances, which, I mean, again, on Sunday he had a few, he had a few chances. Mm-hmm. The score, he, he, pretty much if the goal's on sight, he'll, he'll shoot no matter where it's from. Yeah. If he gets the ball. Uh, and he generally makes a keeper work as well. Yeah. So. He's he's the key for Rangers title ambitions this season. Um I think if he was to, I know they've got Defoe um if he was to get sold in January, but um Defoe, Defoe's what, thirty seven, thirty eight now? Can't just rely on yeah, him. Um, exactly. So um Rangers They were like telling the week with Lyle Taylor, who's at Charlton, I think. Uh, but I don't know if that's a pre contract as opposed to anything in January. Yeah, he was decent when he was at party um didn't see anything that suggested that one day they end up at Rangers, so maybe Charlton have brought one. But no, I'll be honest, I've not seen, I've not followed Lyle Taylor's career much since he left Partick Thistle, so no. <laughs> um, it's not a player I look out for. <laughs> it's mainly ex Aberdeen players I look out for. Um, even that's a rarity these days. Aye. Uh, good back to Celtic. I noticed that they've been fighting for the fireworks and Lazio well, with a pile. Not fireworks as such. Yeah, it's just yeah. almost customary. Um, Celtic Rangers these days is um, right. 
how much this time I think seems to be the question from Yefa. Aye. Um, yeah. Rangers are obviously after being the best behaviour because they've been told that that's time something happens. It could be a case of behind closed doors, I think. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's, it's a bit, I mean, I mean, there's a lot worse going on. I'm not excusing you know, bad behaviour in Rangers fans, but there is a lot more. Um, there's a lot more worse things going on than um, than what Celtic Rangers have been not to me. Look at Italy, the problems that they've got. Um, and there's a, I'll send you the link later, but there's a banner doing the rounds about their anti-racism um, campaign and that does, just does not send it the the right signals at all um, but yeah UEFA will be more lenient to teams in those countries or was it I was it the monkeys and the anti-racism post yeah no to racism it's a picture of three monkeys uh, ridiculous uh, I, as well I seen it was on a game in uh, Spanish League 2 I think it was abandoned due to racism I think yeah. Just the, sad, the sad thing about Italian football, I mean, we obviously grew up in an age where um, you had Football Italia on Channel 4 and you know, we grew up with the, the theme tune and all the rest of it and it was on the back of Italian 90 and most people loved Italian football at that point. Um, it, it was the best league in the world. Um, the teams that they had were doing well at AC Milan World and Champions League, so Juventus, that, they were just dominant. Um, but we didn't know. Well, I certainly didn't. Um, as a teenager, didn't really know much about the racist, the racist effect, um, yep. and that seems to be creeping in more and more and more modern era. You see a lot of English football as well, like fans getting arrested and different things for racist chanting gestures and things like that. Yeah, we've had their own issues in Scotland as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Like, uh, go back to the Rangers game. It's like stuff thrown at Morelos as well again. Yeah, it's just, it's just pathetic. I mean, um, again, do fans think it's acceptable to shout stuff at players, and then when the players um, give something back, and I'm not um, saying that Morelos was right, um, is it, does that give a fan the right to throw something? It's just not on. Ah, it's mental. Because yeah. some of that's going to get to see at some point. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. We end up with nets at grounds. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to see anything like that. Um, I certainly don't want to go to a football game and um, have my view and I'm screwed by a net because, um, you know, 10 or 12 fans can't, can't and won't behave. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that we have to keep bringing this up. But um, a lot of other... So, um, media outlets and um, podcasts will sweep that sort of thing out of the carpet so we'll condemn it if they won't oh I definitely I mean, we've kind of spoken about it before any kind of abuse whether it's homophobic, racist, sectarian whatever um, we obviously kind of touched on this stuff as well last week uh, players the abuse that they were giving David Koch as well so anything like that I mean yeah it's just no need for it no no not at all um, I mean, by all means, by all means, saying you're you're crap um, to a footballer because they're a rival player. That you know, all that type of things. Fine, that's just that's just banter. But when you're getting you know stepping over the line, um, being racist, etc., just and then throwing things. Just if that's the way you want to behave, just go back in the house, keep your money. No, it's like if you behave like that in the street, you would get arrested. Yeah, precisely. Uh, it seems to be people with football and they can act differently. They're yeah. above the ball. We're just trying to find a positive to, to finish on. Any positives we can finish on that we've not spoken about? <laughs> um, well, assuming all, all going well, we do have a guest on next week. Yes, we do. We'll not mention who or will uh, just now. We'll maybe. Just wait yeah. to confirm that definitely still coming on. But yes, we should have a guest mm-hmm. on who will be particularly good to have on because it will be ahead of the Edinburgh Derby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life of one of the teams. 
yeah, that'll be good. And um, we've obviously been um, putting on social media about um, the look back at the, the 2010s decade because we're going to um, record that during the, the winter break when we need something to fill out um, the podcast time. Um, yeah, so I think Scott to be- was keen to that as well, wouldn't he? Oh, that'd be good, yeah. Yeah, uh, he mentioned that, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something else that we could get Scott involved in, but I'll chat to you about that afterwards. Cool. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, I think I know you did. Yes. Um, uh, but, but, yeah, but yeah, that'll be good, a, a throwback, um, looking back to what I think. So we've asked for people for their best, um, their favourite memories. We've, we've asked them for their, their worst standout moments, so we'll move on to like, Clown of the Week and um, you know, just a clown of the year, or yeah. decade. Clown of the decade, Aye, yeah. Just various things of the decade. Yes, we'll save the banter. <laughs> Aye, maybe a team of the decade. Yeah, that would be a challenge. Maybe that's what a challenge we can actually set um, for me, you, Chris, and if Scott's coming on, and maybe a couple of other guys. Um, name your team of the um, your Premiership team of the decade, but you can only you have no more than three players per club. Aye, just Chris would just say Celtic. Uh, yeah. But aye. It's tricky trying to then figure out who actually has played in this decade and who, who makes the cut. Mm-hmm. But aye, work it out. Aye. Yeah, so there's a challenge. Cool. Well, that up. Aye, we'll wrap that up just now. Yeah. Or in the Christmas pun. Hey. <laughs> but plenty more of them, I'm sure, that's Monday. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, a few crackers, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, let's just um, save the Christmas cracker jokes to next week. <laughs> <laughs> Here's John. Cheers. Cheers.